I'm sure it's, there's some excitement and, and all that with every opening game for an offensive coordinator. What are you going to call it? It's going to work, all that stuff. Is it different when you're in a new spot and you know, doing it for a different school? Oh, I think it's just def different every year. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't say that uh, it certainly is exciting to be able to, to do it in a, in a Big 12 environment, sure. but um, I think it's just different every year. You know, I think our players are looking forward to it. I think we're excited about it and uh, certainly think we're ready to practice against somebody you know, other than our own guys. Clint, uh, the head coach said that he thinks the defense is pretty salty and if the offense can score a lot of points, uh, this team has a chance to win a lot more games. Would you agree that your defense is salty? And well, I think if John can score enough points, <laughs> that'll be key. <laughs> Uh, you know, we are fortunate. Uh, we have uh, some returning players who have, you know, played a lot of football for us, and especially in the secondary and the linebacker level. Uh, those kids bring that experience to us and um, have prepared well, had a good summer, a good camp, and, and worked extremely hard. So we are uh, optimistic. Do you have a, enough depth at uh, defensive line there? Yeah, you know, we've had a few guys uh, step up in there, fortunately. Um, players like TJ Simke, who, you know, uh, a spring ago probably didn't know what we could count on of him. He's turned into a, a solid player. You know, Bolton's come along. You know, we moved Goodman in there to create some. Tyler Holmes, you know, there's a, there's a good core group of guys who can who have put themselves in position to be ready to play. Clint, you don't ever want to lose anybody for any reason, obviously, but with short out, is, is the secondary maybe the right spot to lose a guy if you had to, if you had to lose someone. Yeah, you know we like you said we you know we had those guys coming back and there and and the secondary as well we've had a few guys step up that uh you know maybe didn't know what what exactly we're gonna do you know the Tevin Shaws the the Smithsons the Botangs you know mm -hmm. three uh, names of guys who are ready to to start playing and and get in there and go so uh, with the, with those additions um, you know we have enough players. Yeah, you know, I think the first thought was for those two kids. I mean, uh, here they are in their senior year and to, um, to have those injuries. And, and uh, so that was the first thought. And then, and then obviously, you know, all through camp, uh, even uh, before any injuries, uh, DeAndre and Corey were both repping and, uh, almost equally and, and showing that they were going to be able to step in and play. And so uh, it just kind of for it forces it to the forefront a little bit quicker. Yes and no. You know, I think Joe's a competitor. He showed that all through his high school career, and uh, and it's important to him. So I think the fact that um, that he's you know re game ready is not really surprising. Uh, the fact that he's a freshman and he's game ready is always surprising to anybody. I think, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm not very surprised by it honestly. For both of you, is the advantage you get from having seen your first opponent and them not having seen you? That significant, or something maybe I'm making too much of. No, I think it's you know it's week one when you go into that week you know game and you've not seen them. Obviously, there's you know personnel things you may not know what exactly they're doing with this or that guy. Um, you know you don't know exactly like in this case you know the new staff. You know right. we didn't know the offensive coordinator was the head coach at NEO Community College a year ago, so you don't know exactly what they're going to do. So there, there's obviously benefit to, to seeing a team play.
Yeah, I think there's absolute benefit. You know, sometimes it uh, confirms what you already thought about him, especially as a new staff, as, as Clint said. Um, and then the, it sometimes opens up a, a can of questions, too, that you're, you're wondering, are you really seeing, um, you know, what you expect to see the next week? Because I don't know that uh, you can compare the opponents um, and, and say that, you know, this is an equal uh, comparison. It's not really apples to apples. So, uh, But at the same point, it, it is nice to know what they are going to do. I don't know if there's advantage. There probably is in the exact same uh, scenario. There's advantage to not having played where they do have some of those questions. And for you, too, philosophically, um, you like to hide some cards week one? I mean, or is it just like Coach has always said in the past, whatever we have to do to win that game, we're going to do. It doesn't matter what it is. Is that the same philosophy you have, or do you want to use as little as possible? Um, I wanted to use whatever cards we have that score a lot of points to make Clint happy. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, wh whatever it takes, honestly, you know, I think with this opponent, it, w like with any opponent, um, I don't know that you hold cards. I think you just game plan each one. And so uh, it, it's going to provide what they do defensively will provide for, uh, you know, our game plan and, and go from there. John, uh, the head coach said that uh, the Montel Cozart is confident bordering on cocky. Do you like it where Montel's confidence is? I really do. You know, I think that Montel, you know, came out of the spring, obviously, as the guy and, um, and, and took some leadership upon himself this summer, started camp and was doing really well, had a little bit of a lull, then came out of that, and since that has been uh, very good. And, and by very good, not just throwing the ball, not just – calling plays and getting us into the right plays, but, but the way he's handling things. Um, you know, it's fun, it's exciting, um, and, and he has every right to be right where he is with his confidence right now for, uh, based on what he's been doing through camp. It's not often you see a true freshman on a depth chart at offensive line, but Junior Beeson, he is on it. What did he do to get there, and how do you like his upside? Well, I mean, he came in big enough to play, so that was part of it. Um, he's got great feet, you know, very excited about him, a physical guy. Um, for somebody his size, you know, he can, he can correct some of his mistakes because he has quick feet. And, uh, and then once he gets his hands on you, he's, he's pretty hard to, to shake. So, you know, I think you'll, you'll see a lot of junior here for over the next few years. John, John when you were with Rice, you offered the name. Did you like him on the offensive side of the ball? Um, we did actually. We offered him, and uh, kind of similar to here, I think, uh, not knowing all the ins and outs of the recruiting here of, of Joe, but uh, we liked him on both sides of the ball. It was going to be a, a battle to see who got him, in all honesty. Um, there was a role we had wanted him to play, similar to, uh, you know, a running back type role. And so, um, you know, we, we were very familiar with it and it didn't break my heart when Clint traded him to us. So. With that, John, with that offensive line, the same five starters that were all throughout spring, I mean, that give you a different or a greater comfort level with that unit just because of that continuity? Sure. I think anytime you have continuity, it doesn't matter if it's in an offensive line or an entire offense or in coaching staff or in, sure. you know, in a program, I think that continuity helps. And certainly at that position, the five of them to be able to gel together, communicate together, um, kind of anticipate one another, know how one call is going to lead to the next call, that, that's, that's, that's very important. And, and certainly it's helped us, and I think it's shown us through camp that that's helped. Is there any tie to this, again, being year one for you here? That puts you ahead of the game a little bit more than if you're still trying to juggle that? 
Oh, I mean, year one or year five. I mean, when you're juggling your offensive line, you're looking for answers, and yeah. you know we feel pretty good about it right now. Clint, uh, Tevin Shaw obviously has gotten a lot better since he got here. Uh, where did he need to get better, and why is he here, made it this far? You know, in, in high school, he had, was mostly a running back. You know, and he actually came here and, and flirted with running back a little bit, and that's kind of his recruited position. That's a lot like, you know, safeties in, in college football. That That's a tough position uh, to learn and play in terms of, you know, all the, the conflicts and the reads that you have to learn to make. And it's, it's hard for a young safety to – to learn how to, to do it. You know, those are the guys that, that do a ton of things. You know, they're they're involved in the run support, they're involved in coverage, they're involved in zone coverage, man coverage. So, you know, I think he's just, he's developed uh, along the lines of what a safety would, you know, um, and, and done a nice job. And Scott Bestel, our, our safety's coach, has done a good job bringing him along. Uh, coach Bowen, uh, there's nobody around here who's dedicated more of their life, you know, to Kansas football and has been through more ups and downs as a player, as a coach, and now as coordinator. Talk about the, some perspective on the, on the importance of you know, starting right now to get Kansas football back to where You're right. It has been, um, you know, seen a lot of things come and go through the years, um, from being a kid going to games to, to now. And you know, at the, you know, our fan base. You know, you talk to them, you hear them. They're all hungry for us to be successful for what you know this university and and, and town community and. Our program needs so um, you know it's on us as coaches, players, everyone involved in the the organization to to get our job done and, and do what you know we're capable of. Do you do you as a coach? Obviously, there's a certain level of urgency to make it happen now. Can't wait another year, really. But do you just let that simmer in the background, or do you address it directly with the players, or just let everyone figure it out on their own and move ahead of the game plan, or how do you deal with that? Well, I think, you know, it's just that day-to-day -day process. You know, every day you show up, you know, get your guys to try and put in the best effort, the best day that they possibly can and, and improve and learn. And as coaches do the same thing. You know, you just you show up and give a give the best effort you absolutely can and, and, and never cheat the system and never cheat the process. John, so piggybacking off of that, and you were here for a very successful time in this program. Now going into this season, are you guys – yeah, I think it's hard to know the answer to that right now. You know, I, if you had asked me before the 2007 season, I think Clint would say the same thing. If if we thought we were going to be you know, 12 and one and going to the Orange Bowl at the end of the, you know, I, that would have been a tough prediction to make right then and there. And so, um, I do think this. I think you know when I first talked to Coach Weiss about the ball, uh, the, the job, excuse me, and um, you know talking to Clint when uh, the opportunity came up. I think the foundation was set, and I think that's what's important. I think our players are willing to work hard. Um, they're willing to put in the time. Uh, they're willing to. They're believing in uh, the direction that we're headed. And so, when you have that, you at least have what you need to get started. And hopefully, we're going to be a, a better football team because of that. And and then on top of that, John, the change in offense from a pro style to a faster uh, pace, tempo, and a spread. You hear people talk about the quarterback's a better fit for this than that, but you don't hear linemen. Is there such a thing as a better fit? Is there a certain type of lineman that's better in your type of offense than in the previous? You know, I don't – I didn't know – I haven't noticed that, to be honest with you. I mean, the only offense I've ever been in where I felt like there was a different type of lineman needed is when we were in the wishbone. Um, and I think it's a different mentality. Otherwise, 
whether you're spread or two tight ends and, and two backs, I mean, you're still going to have to pass block. You're still going to have to run block. You're still going to need guys that are going to need to pull. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of within each one of those offenses, how much of each of those things you're going to do. And so, um, you know, I, I don't think that, that that's a, as big an adjustment as it is for some of the skill positions and, and you know, some of the other things there. Do you have to use depth more if they're going fast because big guys get tired? No. I mean, to be honest with you, I've never met a big guy. When, I, for all, when linemen here that we're going to go no huddle, their first thought is, oh, my God, we're going to be tired all the time. Um, but the reality is there's a lot less running, and there's no more, as an O-line coach, yelling at them to run to the line of scrimmage or, you know, you're not huddling and having to break a huddle and sprint to the line, and, you know, you just stand at the line of scrimmage and follow the ball and, uh, you know, play the next play. Do they end up liking it after they see I think so. I mean, I, most of the ones I've been around have all liked it tremendously. It gives them a chance to look at the defense as well, which is part of the process. But I'm sure there's not a whole lot of overlooking going on with your guys or on either side of the ball, but when your opponent, regardless of who they play, throws up 77 points, get their attention a little more? Does it allow you to maybe drag their attention into the thing a little bit more? It did. You know, we walked in and um, it was that Friday and a lot of guys hadn't seen or heard of the game um, Thursday night. And when you did, you know, mention the number 77, you know, the point, that's that's hard to put up 77 against the air. You know, I mean, you, you have to get some things done. And and so it, it did, you know, the, give Southeast Missouri, you know, credit. They, they went out and they executed and they did a lot of things well. They ran the ball well. Um, you know, running back had a nice game. QB was efficient and uh, they went out there and did what they had to do. No, I think that uh, Coach Powell's has done a great job with Montel of just, you know, maximizing his abilities, and uh, just like at any position and um, anywhere on the field, I mean, you, you want to maximize the best that they have, and then try to minimize the other things. And so Ron's done a great job of coaching Montel to do exactly that. We have time for two more questions. John, uh, Charlie said that Montel on every play is looking for Harwell. How have you seen their relationship grow? Yeah, I think that um, quarterbacks have a tendency to look for receivers that can get open and then catch the ball and make them look pretty good. And so um, to say he looks on every play, it might be uh, he's going to know where he is, I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, I think that there's a confidence there, uh, no different than uh, anything else. When you, when you confident the guy you're trying to work with, it's, it's going to be a better situation. In your spread, how important is it for him to uh, distribute the ball if he's distributing it to the ones that are open and the right reads, then I'll be happy. I'm not going to be too concerned about where it goes and, and when all the time.